following podcast is a special presentation of Answers for Elders featuring Evergreen Washelli. And welcome to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. We are here with the wonderful Dan White, our expert of the month from Evergreen Washelli. Dan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Suzanne. Always a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited during this month of March, which is Caregiver Month, because, um, you know, one thing that caregivers of seniors will likely all face is the day when they lose their loved one. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, how Evergreen Washelli recognizes the sacrifices that caregivers make. And, you know, I can understand, Dan, you know, a little bit about the emotional piece of that as when I lost my mom. And I'm sure that, you know, <clears throat> you know, what do you see typically from a caregiver when a loved one passes emotionally? Just like I do from a family member mm-hmm. in a lot of in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. because, you know, think about it to be a good caregiver. You have to open yourself up, mm-hmm. be vulnerable and really give of yourself for that mm-hmm. individual. So mm-hmm. it's just as it can't ever be as, as heartfelt as the actual spouse or the other family members mm-hmm. that are there. But. For them, it is like they were family. Right. And so I do see that a lot. Well, and as a daughter, um, I know from my mom, her needs were so integrated with my own as I was taking care of her. Mm -hmm. I remember even weeks after she passed away, I'd walk into the grocery store and I'd think about, I have to buy half and half. I have to buy, you know, all these things that were important to her. And it was just like autopilot. There was something about my world that changed so dramatically when she passed away. And I know for, for so many families out there, one of the things I think that we take for granted that we don't necessarily realize is that we have a great support network with so many of these wonderful providers. I know my mom's caregivers, her nurses, her social workers, all right. the things that right. worked with her were kind of my lifeline, too, as I was taking care of her. Correct. Then what happens is that loved one passes away. Right. Right? Right. All of a sudden, that network's just cut off from you. And this is a time when you're grieving. So it's like you have to find other outlets, other resources to be able to grieve and go mm-hmm. through that grieving process. So, you know, how how do you help families or how have you seen that grieving process unfold? Well, we do offer quite a bit on our website mm-hmm. for grieving families as far as re- resources are, are concerned. Mm-hmm. And we really have one really nice one that I like, and that's called Hope After Heartache. And it's a, an that. email that you can sign up for, mm-hmm. and weekly we send out inspirational quotes and such mm-hmm. so that you'll get them in your emails. I love and that. It's, and it's, when you think about it, yeah, and love it, it's nice because it's like you're receiving something from somebody who understands mm-hmm. what you're going through and care, and you know, you'll get them, and you may not align yourself with anyone in particular, but there will be those that will really strike a good chord mm-hmm. and bring back that memory mm-hmm. of the one that you have recently lost, but also maybe give you time to reflect on what a good gift that you were mm-hmm. to that person. Well, and, and I think so. the other thing what you're saying too is that, you know, a lot of us, especially those that have busy careers, tend to just shove that grief inside 
Yes. Um, I got to get on with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like one day we, you know, we just explode. Because grief has to be processed. And I know that for for all of us to be able to have an outlet that we can reflect, like an email program, like what you have with Hope After Heartache, that is something that I think is so valuable for families today to be able to have something that just allows them to connect with the healing parts of themselves. Because it is a process, for sure. It is a very much a process. I mean, I think about you sharing with me after your mom passed that it took you several years before you started to unpack some of the boxes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) I know it was until, and it took, thank God for my husband to sit me down gently and say, I'll go through these with you because I wasn't ready to face it. I wasn't ready to face all the things. And, you know, and then I started feeling guilty, like, well, it's been sitting there for years. Right. 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 (laughs) And, um, you know, I, I guess the thing that we all go through is the fact that we all process things differently. And, and you know, just to have that that sense of, you know, closure is as we process our own grief. Right. Um, you know, there's still moments today. I mean, my mom yeah. died in, in 2011. I know just the other day that I was using her china and her crystal. And all of a sudden I had a memory of, you know, some family dinners that we used to have. And I found myself just a little bit of a tear came in through my eyes. It wasn't a bad experience, but it was a touching one. And I think that that's also normal. It's normal to have those feelings and those experiences. I mean, I still do about my dad. He passed away in 2002. So, you know, we have have those, you know, Those processes, for sure. I just had one on February 2nd, because that was the 40th anniversary of my mom's passing. Oh, my goodness. And so even that long, Mm -hmm. you still remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are talking again with Mr. Dan White, and he is the Community Outreach Manager for Evergreen Washelly. And Dan, tell me a little bit about Evergreen Washelly location, um, different. Uh, you have mm-hmm. two different cemeteries, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We do have two <clears throat> se- two different cemeteries, and we actually have two different funeral home or cremation provider mm-hmm. locations. So we have our main location is down on Aurora Avenue, right, one hundred and eleventh and Aurora, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful park on both sides of Aurora, about one hundred sixty acres. And uh, been around since 1885. Wow. And then we have... And you have the big veterans uh, cemetery there. I know that there's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. There's about 5,500 in that particular location. It is full. But uh, we continually are improving and adding more options for Mm -hmm. this very much diversified uh, cremation market and uh, and funeral market for, for... Everyone, the residents here of Seattle. Mm-hmm. The other location is up in Briar, and that's the Abbey View Memorial Park, that cemetery. And that has about 84 acres, but only about 25 acres are developed. But it's a very beautiful, more secluded uh, cemetery. Then we have lifetime celebrations uh, in Bothell. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've actually owned that property since 1999. But it is simply just a funeral home or a place for people to come to uh, meet for at-need arrangements or Mm -hmm. also, 
use the facility. It's a mm-hmm. lovely facility for other functions as well. Right, right. You, I'm sure you could even do, have a wedding there. I was in there. It's a very yes, nice, and it's we a nice have. property. I bet. <laughs> I think that's we awesome. Have a, yes, we have had a wedding there. That's awesome. <laughs> and and then so tell me a little bit about like for families when they're going through the grieving process. Um, I seem to remember you said that there's an opportunity for them to come back and connect after they've had a service or what? I'm trying to remember in one of your previous previous mm-hmm. interviews, you talked a little bit about that. Am I off base here? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to recall <laughs> I, either, but we do have, I mean, we do after we have met with a family, after the service has happened, then we actually do schedule an appointment and go to That's their home. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's what we call our aftercare visit. Okay. And so we let a little bit of time pass, but then we go out to just meet with the family, take them some additional grief resources, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and see if there's uh, how things are going and if there's anything that we can help with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and one of the things that you're finding, like what you've said in a previous interview, just like what we are, is that younger senior now is saying, I don't want my family to grieve like this and go through all the complicated processes. Correct. Of- planning. So, you know, when you meet with families and talk about that, how, you know, what are some of the questions that you ask them? Well, we typically just start asking and finding out about family, Mm -hmm. find out where, where they live. We also start to walk through the process of what options are available to them between uh, burial, Mm -hmm. uh, actual entombment in a mausoleum above ground. And Mm -hmm. we find that most people really don't know much about mausoleums. No. They know about burial, and we could probably talk to them all day long, but they really probably wouldn't learn much, anything new. Then we talk about cremation, and Mm -hmm. with cremation, they have several options. We have uh, in-ground, above-ground, outdoor, indoor options for for families. Mm -hmm. So we talk about that. Then we also then we begin to talk about what they want their life celebration to look like. Mm-hmm. We talk about the service. We talk about if they want a viewing, if they don't want a viewing, if they want an open casket, closed casket, if they want a very simple cremation, or if they want a a very large uh, celebration. Right. And right. Uh, a lot of people. You know, with cremation, what a lot of people, the misconception is that we just pick you up, bring you into our care, cremate you, and give you back the cremated remains. But uh, what I'm finding is that people want more of a a, a celebratory uh, reflection right. on the cremated. So a lot of times we will have the body present, have a viewing, have the service, and then the cremation occurs. Mm-hmm. And then then the cremated remains are returned to the family. And uh, or for permanent placement. Right. And obviously, you know, that goes without saying that a lot of people, I, I think, will say, I don't want any celebration. Don't do it. But the celebration isn't for you, per se. It's for your family. It's for the family. Yep. And it's also, I think, an important ritual that has to happen in order for them to find closure. And, I, you know, that's the thing that I know there's so many different ways in which you can you know, have your life cel- celebrated. Mm-hmm. And um, it's mainly think about, you know, what that's like for your, you know, you, the ones that you leave behind for sure. Yeah. And yeah. that you, you hit that, you're spot on when you say mm-hmm. that, because all of the research that's been done and from psychiatry and psych- psychologically speaking, mm-hmm. you need to find closure. So 
it is good to have, and sometimes it's good for p- certain family members to actually physically see the body mm-hmm. to make that touch point that they truly are gone. And uh, so sometimes when we do the cremation, it can lose that. Yeah, that's so. true. So, Dan, how do we reach you? You reach me by probably the best way is my cell phone, 425-241-2853. Or by email, you can reach me at dwhite at washelly.com. Dan, thanks for being on the program. Thanks, Suzanne. This has been a special presentation of Answers for Elders featuring Evergreen Washelly. For more information about Evergreen Washelly, their website is washelly.com. That's W-A-S-H-E-L-L-I dot com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.